Alrighty, hello everyone and welcome back to the Reformed Dissenters, the show where Reformed Christians dissent against popular ideas of culture by asserting a biblical worldview. I'm Bruce Johnson, joined of course by my brother Jacob Johnson. Hello everybody. And today is Discussion Topic Friday. We've got a doozy of Discussion Topic. And when I say we, I mean Jake, because he did a lot of the heavy lifting for this one, which is great. We're taking turns this week. Um, and yeah, I mean, uh, he did a lot for the Monday, so I, yeah, I, have, to, I have to take this wow. episode. So that's why there's that's why there's two of us. So um, this episode, you probably read the title already, but hey, maybe this just popped up in your podcast feed and you haven't read the title. In which case, thank you for making us part of your feed. I I, I feel so um, honored. Um, this. Uh, discussion topic today is the childlike consumer. The childlike consumer, and Jake is going to break that down for us. And what the heck does that mean? Childlike consumer? Is he talking about children trying to buy alcohol? No, he's not. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> that face, that face of right course. there is why I said that. <laughs> You're like, where this the face, heck? This face <laughs> is the reason that you need to go back and watch our watch our episodes instead of just listening to them <laughs> yes that's right that's right <laughs> so um we got a lot to chat about it's gonna be fun it's gonna be quite the conversation um but before we get into all that we have to do what we always do which is talk about our verse of the week our verse this week is psalm chapter 16 verse 11 one verse this verse says you make known to me the path of life in your presence there is fullness of joy at your right hand are pleasures forevermore again that's psalm 16 verse 11 so we have discussed this verse all week we talked about the first bit quite a lot you make known to me the path of life um, and how the word of god is sufficient for training in all areas of life. It's where we place all of our faith, all of our knowledge, all of our presuppositions should be rooted in the word of God. We focused also on in your presence, there's fullness of joy. That was a huge part of what I discussed uh, on Monday during my theological wrap up on uh, being more joyful than the other guy. And um, the last part of this, it's just it's so neatly divided into three parts i i mean we didn't even plan on this but this last part has kind of gone untouched at least in how i want to address it so it works out at your right hand are pleasures forevermore and this is this can be something that a lot of us you're listening to a show called the reform dissenters with that comes some negative connotations i don't have to tell you if you are a reformed christian and you don't even call yourself a Calvinist, but you're just like, yeah, that that John Calvin guy, he, he got a lot right. He was a good, he was a good theologian. <gasps> what? You worship Calvin? <gasps> and people like spaz out and go insane and just freak out. And they're like, oh, wow, well, you, you were just predestined to say that. As someone who, so I just moved from South Dakota, Rapid City, right? Hung out with some people there from different churches, different groups. This so one guy was an Arminian, if you could call him an Arminian. He was an Arminian of sorts and um, really didn't like Calvinists very much, at least the theology. He was okay with the person, but the theology he thought was barbaric and horrible and all these things, right? So we would have some very interesting debates, of course. <laughs> but he would always joke like, oh, you were just predestined to say that, you know, as if I would disagree. Of course I was. <laughs> so, anywho. All that to say, um, 
part of being reformed and Calvinistic means a lot of people can get very theological, very weighed down in that world, so much so that they neglect verses in the Bible that says, that tell you, you're supposed to also be joyful. We talked about that on Monday, but also you're supposed to find the rich things in this world and enjoy them because God put them there for you to enjoy them, right? We talked about this a lot in Angels and the Architecture, lots of other books we've read too, and with several people we've had on the show, but frugality is good when you are being a good steward of the blessings God has given you. But also part of being a good steward of the blessings God has given you means using them as the blessings that God has given you, right? If all you can think of when you get money is, wow, that's awesome. It's all going in the bank or wow, because we're good Christians, 10% of this goes to God and 90% of it goes in the bank. <laughs> okay. You covered your base there. Like, okay, you got the tithe. That's good. You know, <laughs> but instead we should be looking for ways to use that, not ridiculously, not to be like, oh, like your family's starving because you wasted all your money on alcohol. Like that's not being a good steward, but using the blessings to splurge a little, using the blessings to share joy with others, using the blessings to party as a Christian, right? To the glory of God, Excite, being excited about life, being excited about where God has put you on this earth, right? Anyways, there's so much, so much more there. Um, but I think I'll leave that there. And maybe if you want to leave some comments about some other verses that discuss this, that we've discussed on previous episodes, or maybe we haven't, you found some new ones. We're always looking for that. Um, leave them in the comments below. We'd love to love to hear from you. So, all right. With that, all that being said, Jake, what the heck does the childlike consumer mean? And who is that? And, and the hospitality industry? Why, why? I'm so confused. Give me more. Go. Well, um, I just wanted to quickly bring up the reason for why I, I'm talking about this. Um, I do want Start to Start calling say... people kids. We're going to need a reason. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, there I do think very much so within, with at least within your, with if you're go, in a go, good Christian society, right? It has been talked about a lot. The fact that as Christians, we need to be hospitable to other people. We need to be good within hospitality. We need to be the best at um, taking in people and being nice to them, right? We are, we are nice people. Um, however, I don't think it's talked a lot about, and I don't want to give too much onto this because I don't want to outweigh the fact that we do need to be hospitable. But I think also on the other end, the, the consumer, the person who is taking in that hospitality, hospitality, the guest to the host should, needs to be a certain type of guest. You can't be, in a sense, the wrong child and being angry and always disgruntled at everything that happens. And I'll, I'll get into all of that. Let me first start out. What is biblical hospitality? If you've never heard of biblical hospitality and you're confused as to what I mean when I say that Christians need to be hospitable, well, let me first start out with this. 
For those who don't know, I personally am in the hospitality industry as a chef in a restaurant. Bruce did bring up uh, in the pre-show, he was like, I think you may need to talk about the restaurant industry being (laughs) in the hospitality industry. Because he was like, even I was confused at first. I was. Whether or not they were like two or three years ago when Jake was getting actually it was more than two or three years ago. He's been cooking. Let's just say (laughs) Jake's been cooking in the Johnson household for a good many years. (laughs) But when he really, really, really started taking it seriously as like a profession profession, maybe it was like three years ago, four years ago, something like that, I'd say. Well, my Um, first job was when I was 15. So yeah. Oh, no, 14. So it was about, yeah, you nine don't, years you ago. You don't have to sell Not it. Nine I already ago, think you're a good chef. Sheesh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, one of the things he was talking about as he was studying things was like, hey, this is part of the hospitality industry, so we should think about it this way. And this, you know, he's all the time talking about how he wants to structure his his restaurant, his business once he starts it. He's got all these cool ideas, and he's building so much of it off of biblical ideas of hospitality. And it confused me, and I was like, wait. Hold on a second. Back up. How can you lump restaurants with hospitality? And mm-hmm. he gave me a really good uh, illustrate, a good good uh, explanation. So, well, I, I don't think I did it much justice, other than the fact that <laughs> it's, it's hard. As as I've known, right, the fact that this is in the hospitality industry, it's hard to kind of explain it because um, I've never really had to think about explaining it, um, but. The hospitality industry is one where you serve people. You're serving someone and they are guests to you being a host, right? The restaurant is called a house, right? The restaurant is a house in a sense. Mm -hmm. Um, You have your back of house and your front of house. The back of house being the chefs, the front of house being the waiters and waitresses, um, to put it simply. Um, so you have a house, the restaurant is a house and what it really is, is that you're a host and that is another position within the restaurant, a host or a hostess that is hosting these guests. Um, so think of it in a sense of a home, right? If you are inviting someone over for a Sunday, Sunday lunch, brunch, whatever it be, um, you are the host, the person that you're inviting is the guest, right? You are to be hospitable to that guest. Um, and there are many connotations as to what that means. And we, you know, we search the Bible trying to figure out what does it mean to be a good, to, to be hospitable. Um, and so hopefully, understandably, you now understand that the restaurant is a part of the hospitality industry. Um, however, what I do want to add is and I don't want to tailor this episode to just being culinary or just being the restaurant industry, but I want to say that almost all, and I, I'm not saying all dogmatically, um, that almost all sectors have at least some aspect of hospitality. Bruce has to oh, yeah. have a little bit of hospitality in his industry as well. Yeah, um, well, I mean, like, literally, so my job now, I'm... For those of you who don't know, I just started a job this week at Red Balloon. Yay. Very exciting. Great company. Awesome people. I'm super excited. But my position is lead product designer. So my job is literally hospitality for the software. 
how do we make mm-hmm. this product the most hospitable for the people that want to use it? Right. Exactly. So you want to use this product. How do we make it easy for you to find what you're looking for and right. welcoming and inviting and keeping you around so that you give us money, but also so that it's an easy tool for you to use and you don't have to go to our competitors. Right. Yeah. So I, yeah. I do believe in, I, I am saying this, um, from I'm, I'm, I'm saying this as one point. Uh, hopefully there are not, you know, people getting mad at me for saying this, but one major point of jobs, right, is to trade money for a service, right? If we look at basically what is a job, you're uh, in, you're going to a restaurant, you're trading money for these people to serve you, to be nice to you, to give you food, to make sure your water is filled, to make sure, you know, all these other things are done. And they get money in return for them doing that. And that's basic, right? That's basically... There are other reasons as to biblically why we should be doing jobs to the best of our ability, not just for money, but, but for other reasons too. But let's just stay with this for one, for one second. So that is what a career is at its basic premise. So all industries need to make customers happy, right? To get money for their service. Again, basically that if we add a biblical perspective, there's more than just money, but go along with me. I, I don't want to continue qualifying. It takes it longer if I have to qualify everything, <laughs> but some jobs more than others rely on hospitality, hospitality, um, i.e. restaurants have to make sure that they are being very hospitable. Um, think about it exactly in the example of tips when a, the, Depending on how good, how nice the waiter or waitress is to you, the more tips they get. And that's not all industries, right? Bruce is not out there making, typing stuff into the program to make it nice and usable. They're not giving Bruce a tip for doing that. <laughs> no, there, there are more, there are industries that do it more than others. But hopefully you understand the premise of the fact that even Bruce's industry, you need to be hospita- hospitable to the consumers. So yep. I'd, I've taken almost half of the episode now to talk about this. And I do want to bring up some verses. I do want to say um, I have three verses. And that is very, I had to cut down a lot of verses because I wanted to bring in <laughs> so much more. But I, I couldn't do all of them. That's always that's always just, what you want to hear. Our list of verses was so long, we had to cut back a little bit. It's not <laughs> that's what, what you want to hear yeah, yeah. from a biblical show. Right, right. <laughs> the first one is Hebrews 13.2. And it says, do not neglect to show hospita- hospita- hospitality to strangers, <laughs> for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. Um, first Peter nine four nine show hospitality to one another without grumbling. Romans twelve thirteen contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Hmm. So even if you are not in the industry in an industry that relies on hospitality, the Bible still calls you yes you specifically to be hospitable to strangers and customers. I believe in our current culture, and we have some idea of 
this, even though we need the correct reason for treating customers rightly. But today we have a we have people treating customers most of the time properly because it makes them money, right? It it's not all because of a good reason, but at least waiters and waitresses understand we have to make sure that we're nice to these people so we can get money. Um, so yeah. we have call a it, decent common common grace, if you will. Yes. That uh, underlying yeah. motivation that restrains mm-hmm. ever so slightly the uh, total depravity of our, of our right. hearts sometimes. Yes, we definitely should be doing it for the right reasons. We definitely should be doing it because God calls us to. Um, however, that's not necessarily what we have. We have a small bit of that, and that is happening. I do believe that in our current culture, people... The restaurant industry specifically, waiters and waitresses are treating the customers decently well because they know if they do so, they will get a tip. And this is not all of the episode. I'm not just talking about hospitality. There's something I want to get to. So hopefully we can push aside our attacking Jacob moments um, (laughs) and I can continue on. Uh, People in a sense, feel like they deserve to be treated the way they want, right? And I'm now talking about consumers. I'm now talking about customers. It's not biblical to for people to feel like they deserve to be treated a certain way. You don't deserve anything. <laughs> As customers, we have to understand uh, businesses want to be hospitable. But instead of following the businesses, modern consumers try to go against the company at every turn, making it harder for a business to treat them properly. We are talking about how to be a biblical consumer. We've talked about how how a restaurant is supposed to be, how, how a business is supposed to treat a customer, right? That you are a host to the guest. Now we want to talk about the t- moments in time in which you, yes, you specifically in the audience, are a guest in someone's house. How do you act? How do you treat the host? And hmm. there are reasons for you to treat them nicely. If you were to arrive at someone's house as a guest, the host says that they are setting the table to eat inside. Yet the guest says, no, nah, I want to eat outside. Not understanding that the host has no outdoor furniture or they don't have or they know or the host knows that rain is coming and the host needs doesn't have the right protection from the rain. The way the guest acts, right, the the guest is saying, I want to sit outside. Not understanding that the host does not have the right seating capable for outside. They may not have the area to do that outside. They don't have the right protection from the rain. They are not disagreeing with you. They are not saying, sorry, we can't sit outside because they hate you. They are saying, sorry, we can't sit outside because we don't want you to have to sit on the grass. Or we don't want you to get wet from the rain. We don't want you to... We know it's a very hot day. We don't want you to fall over from exhaustion, from heat exhaustion. You know? (laughs) So... Understand that the host understands what's going on. The host has a little bit more understanding of what's happening. Mm 
right? He doesn't have the right accommodations to do such a thing. However, he's saying, let's eat inside. Let's, let's do this instead. I'm sorry that we can't put you outside. Sorry, we can't uh, eat outside. Right. This is, this is what I have. And this is what I'm trying. I'm trying to give you a good experience because through that, um, that is the same reaction we have in restaurants and other businesses from this guest. Let's take this and apply it to the restaurant, right? This guest that was irritable and is saying, I want to sit outside. Why won't you let me sit outside? Why are you, why are you not accommodating me? Why are you not being hospitable to me? Because you won't let me sit outside. The same guest, I think, is how there are, and I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying all or dogmatically, I'm talking about a specific situation in which, in which guests come into a restaurant acting the same way, acting mm -hmm. like they deserve something. You are to be treated nicely, but that is on the side of the host. The host has a call from God to treat you rightly. You have a call as a guest to listen and to follow the guest, right? These people are trying to accommodate follow you. Yeah, exactly. So I I do want to talk about this and not just in the restaurant industry. So if I do talk about the restaurant industry, that's only because it helps me understand and keep things going. But this is for a lot of industries. Um, as I was explaining before, Bruce's industry is similar. And there are the same situations. Uh, a person on the website is not like, I, I, want, I want you to do this certain thing because I, I think it would be easier for me to, to go through this, your website, if you would do this. And Bruce understanding. Uh, but they do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so there are people, right? And hopefully as Christians, you are not these people that are are irritable and are not being understanding in a sense. But to this, we get to um, my overall header, my, my uh, title for this episode and for this section, we need to be childlike consumers. Hmm. Customers should allow the business to accommodate them, understanding that the company has more information than the customers do. When a parent says to a child, don't run into the road, and the parent understands that there's a car coming. The child does not know that a, there is a vehicle on its way. In that instance, the child should have childlike faith and believe the parents and get out of the road, following the parent. I would say... This is very similar. When a host says, I'm sorry, we can't seat you outside because of such and such reason. And, and the reason the parent doesn't give the reasons is because there's a car coming. It's not like, oh, Jimmy, get out of the road. Jimmy's like, oh, why? You know, no, childlike faith, move. <laughs> you follow. There Let me spend a some time explaining of... to you why it's in your best interest, really, to get out of the road. Because, you see, if you don't do it soon enough, then... <laughs> ah, darn. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly. It's not an exact... Um, 
it's not an exact sort of thing because you're talking about a child and this is a parent. I am talking about we are to take the general themes of the parent understanding more of the situation than the child does. Hmm. To put this into the terms of what we're talking about, the host understands what's going on in the restaurant or the industry or the, the company better than the guest does. As the guest is, and Ferb would say, he thinks he's better than us. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, the, and this could be, I, I put this into restaurant terms again. Um, if you're a guest coming in asking, uh, we want to, you know, we want to eat here. And the host says, sorry, you're going to be on a little bit of a wait time. Or even so, other, other situations happen. Um, and you are an irritable guest saying, oh, why do we have to be on a wait time? Blah, 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 blah. Understand that the host knows that there is a car that is a, uh, a large table that's coming in. And they need to accommodate you the best that they can. So you're not angry for your food taking a long time. They want you yep. to understand that there's a large table. There's a large amount of people coming in and they want to accommodate you the best they can with the information they have. You don't know yeah. that there's a large table coming in. Yeah. You, what you know is that, hey, there's an open seating over there. I could sit there. No, that's for this other table. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, as an aside, because we're about to wrap up. Got about four minutes left. Um, yeah. This is a great conversation, by the way, Jake. Thanks so much for bringing this up. Um, there, the the older cultures that there was this period of time where manners was huge. Manners were hugely valued, right? The the way you spoke, the way you sat at a table, um, not putting elbows on the table, um, all of these like using different forks, putting your napkin on your lap. Um, even the way you dressed when you went to work, you know, all of these things that we've lost in our modern culture. Um, and I do mean modern as in modernity. Uh, all of those things were based on biblical principles, biblical values. So like exactly what Jake's talking about, good manners, treating people with respect, saying, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. You know, not putting your table, your elbows on the table. All of these things that seem arbitrary to us today, dressing well for work, right? Wasn't done for you. It was done for the people around you. You dressed well to show respect to the people around you, right? So, and we think it's weird today because we aren't immersed in that culture and we've forgotten all the biblical roots that that came from, right? So like, all of these things, this hospitality that Jacob's talking about, sprang from, started in a culture that was immersed in the word of God so that these cultural norms and customs were just, they just, they came with the territory, <laughs> right? It was part of how they acted because they were so immersed in the word of God. Um, there are several books, old, old, 100, 200 year old books written on the topic of manners, straight up manners, just systematically outlining all these different cultural mores and things that people used to do because they were written at a time when manners were waning, 
and when manners were starting to go out of style. And so people were like, hey, we should write all these down so that, you know, future generations will know what they lost, <laughs> basically. Right. So now we can feel really, really bad because it's like, oh, dang it. We're barbarians. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but like they're huge volumes worth of, of manners and protocol and things that people did. And it was just natural. It's just it was what you just that's how you acted. Um, there was thought given to it. And so I think in summation to wrap things up today, I think that 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 going back to that's a very, very biblical thing, just like Jake started out with all those verses and there's so many more. Um, so lest you think this is our opinion, we happen. Yes, it's our opinion, but we happen to believe it's a very biblical opinion. So there you go. <laughs> with Sweet. with kind of an ending, I yeah. want to say. There should be hospitality from the side of the industry or the company and childlike faith on the side of the customer. Hmm. This is not a customer coming in and saying, you need to be hospitable to me. It's already an understood that the restaurant needs to be hospitable. Yeah. It's your job to have childlike faith and follow understanding yep. that they want to help you as best they can. Yeah. So with that said, hopefully this as a this was good 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 enough of an argument for you to understand that you are to be a childlike customer. Hmm. Following them, understanding that the restaurant wants to accommodate you as best as they possibly can. So let's do that. Yeah. Dude, fantastic. Bravo. Thank you so much. We hope you uh, all enjoyed this episode, enjoyed the content. If you did, please leave us a five-star review if you're a podcast listener. Also, like, share this video. Sharing it, word of mouth, you sharing our content is our best ad campaign right now. Um, since, uh, oh, Jake, I don't know if I told you this. I literally tried to run an ad campaign on Instagram, and they refused. I yeah. offered them money, and they're so woke and evil that they literally wouldn't even take my money to run our ad. So you in our audience are our best ad campaign at the moment that and gab ads cause gab for the win. Hence my gab shirt. Um, <laughs> um, gab will never stop running our ads, which is tremendous, which is why we have the largest following of people on all platforms on gab. So please go to gab gab.com slash TRD show. Um, anywho, thank you all so, so much for watching and listening to us today. We're looking forward to seeing you on Monday when we're back at it yet again for another week to discuss current events from a biblical perspective. We hope you have a great rest of your weekend. Have a wonderful Lord's Day. And uh, remember, everyone, in all that you do, do it as unto the Lord. <laughs>